the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Certainly days, that's for sure. The 10,000 Maniacs, and uh, g- good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you're listening to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. We've got a great show for you tonight. Craft Beer guest is going to be joining me later this hour who has made a beer that uh, some baseball fans are not happy about. we got the usual news and notes to get to, but first, how can you follow me? Very easily on Twitter, at Algatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, G-A-T-T. U-double-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast via email at albertg at nycradio.com. Don't forget iTunes, Google Play. Just do a search for A-G Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. Alexa Ready as well. We're also on Radio.com. Uh, iHeartRadio uh, as well. You could just go over to the AM970 The Answer. You can download the AM970TheAnswer.com app and listen as well. Or just head over to the Hopped Up Network on Monday mornings, usually before 6 a.m. in the podcast version of this show. Uh, is posted over there, again, Monday mornings before 6 a.m. And what's great about Hopped Up Network is that you can check out a whole bunch of other uh, podcasts like Selling Craft Beer, Um, there's Two Brewers, there's a lot of other uh, great podcasts. There's guys down in Florida that do podcasts whose show I'm on, and right now their name escapes me because it's very early in the morning when I record these things, so... um, you know, forgive me that I don't remember everybody's name. I didn't have the website up uh, when I started. Uh, my guest coming up in 20 minutes, Brian Kulbacki. He is the owner of Departed Souls, and they have been in the news lately because Brian made a beer poking fun at the Astros cheating to win a championship not once but twice. It's called Trash Can Banger. It's already sold out. Uh, we'll discuss that along with his feelings on the new law sponsored uh, by New Jersey State Senator Vin Gopal out of Monmouth County, signed by Governor Mur- Murphy a few weeks back, that is already helping restaurants and bars sell already made drinks to patrons for takeout and delivery with their food order. It's also made delivery of beer to homeowners, a law that extends six, month af- six months after the pandemic ends uh, or whenever uh, normalcy is restored. That's going to take place in about 20 minutes from now. So let's dive into some news and notes. These are days, 10,000 maniacs. Uh, from our time in Eden, boy, these certainly are days. We've had curfews here in New York City. Uh, we've had uh, mass uh, rioting and looting all across uh, the country um, in response to the death of George Floyd in uh, Minneapolis, which was uh, just absolutely disgusting. Uh, not only, and I'm not going to name the police officers because they're not worthy of the names uh, to carry the shield because I do support police officers, but I also um, support people. Uh, I'm not going to make this political by any stretch of the imagination. Um, treat others the way you want to be treated, okay? These four cops should be charged with murder. Um, the, the cop who put his uh, knee on the neck of George Floyd should be charged with murder, not manslaughter, and be put away for the rest of his life, and he should suffer. And on top of that, the other three officers who stood there and did nothing to get his knee off of his neck should be charged criminally. Negligence, manslaughter, put them away as well. Sorry, that's just how I feel. Don't like it? Don't listen to the show. Move on to something else. That's my feeling on it. Black lives do matter. And I'm not going to sit here and lecture anybody on how... um, You know what? I'm going to leave it at that. Black lives matter. And the bottom line is we should be respecting everybody's life. And we should be treating everyone with equal respect. Nobody should be put down. Nobody. Ever. Ever. Moving on. More than 80% of craft breweries say they have received funding through the Paycheck Protection Program, and those loans are making many of them more confident about the future, according to the Brewers Association's latest survey of how the COVID-19 pandemic is affecting those businesses. Now, according to BA survey of 869 craft breweries released back on May 29th, 
84.9% of breweries applied for a PPP loan. 50.4% applied for emergency economic injury disaster loan grants. And 38.7% applied for EIDL loans. Uh, Of breweries that applied for a PPP loan, 95.7% indicated they had received their funds, meaning that 81.2% of breweries who responded to the survey have received PPP loan funds. This is uh, from BA's chief economist, Bart Watson, uh, who wrote this in an analysis of his results. Nevertheless, more breweries say they're more optimistic about the future of their business, with 32.2% of the respondents responding that they were somewhat more optimistic and 10.2% were much more optimistic about the future compared to a month ago when the BA conducted its second impact survey, which found that 46% of breweries wouldn't last more than three months under the, the business climate caused by the shutdown of on-premise sales in an effort to stop the spread of coronavirus. Still, 33.6% of respondents say their outlook hasn't changed. 24% were either somewhat more pessimistic or much more pessimistic. Um, this is very interesting. So... They also polled craft brewery owners on their confidence in still being in business by the end of 2020. The majority were either very confident at 54.9% or somewhat confident at 27.8% that their businesses would last through the end of the year. 11.6% were either somewhat pessimistic uh, or very pessimistic in a very low percentile on that. Um, Watson wrote, the flip is that 17% are unsure, if not actively pessimistic, given the number of active craft breweries. If this sample is representative, that's 1,400 breweries with more than 450 somewhat or very pessimistic. Look, the, the, this pandemic has changed breweries and the way they do things, um, you know, drastically. Um, the, and, and in part of this study, uh, let's see, uh, the, the, the BA also looked at how craft breweries are selling beer differently during the uh, COVID-19 times. The biggest change, more breweries are offering delivery. Uh, In the pre-COVID-19 time, just 5.8% of breweries said they were offering delivery. Now uh, 37.5% say they were offering delivery either via brewery staff or a third-party service. Um, The number of companies selling beer through distribution declined uh, 11.5% to 65.6%. I'm guessing that's because of um, bars and restaurants, a lot of them being closed. And and maybe it's a bar, it doesn't serve food, it's not essential, so they um, they had to close it down. Look... The, the the landscape has changed, um, and I think what we need to see, and Senator Gopal has done this in New Jersey, uh, they're trying to do this in New York to make it permanent. Uh, these laws need to be made permanent. These businesses need that advantage of being able to sell, um, you know, off-premise. They need to be able to do deliveries. And if it's done in a responsible way, and it's done by whatever laws the uh, the state in the in you know that you're in, or the uh, you know the uh, uh, ABC, the Alcohol Beverage Control, whatever it is, it needs to be done because, uh, to be honest with you, uh, this is you know this is going to be the new normal. Tap rooms are not going to be at full capacity for a while, uh, and even if they are, I think people are going to avoid them for risk of getting uh, coronavirus. So the business model needs to change, and you need to adapt to those things. A lot of breweries in New Jersey were able to adapt to that very quickly and continue to keep their businesses running. Kudos to them. Same in New York. It's got to happen. Now, the law is permanent in Oklahoma. Uh, it's, not in, um, in, it's not in New York State. They want to extend it for two years. Uh, in New Jersey, it's uh, six months a- after the pandemic. But as Senator Gopal uh, explained last week on the program, he's hoping to make that permanent at some point down the road. So let's hope that that happens. Right in time for summer, the Jack Daniel Distillery has introduced the new Jack Daniel's Canned Cocktail Series featuring Jack and Seltzer, Jack and Cola, and Jack Honey and Lemonade, which is available in select markets uh, beginning this month. Each cocktail made with Jack Daniel's Tennessee whis- whiskey, perfectly mixed, ready to enjoy in convenient packaging. Jack and Cola, Jack and Jack and Honey and Lemonade are 7% ABV. Jack and Seltzer is 5% ABV with zero carbs and 97 calories. They'll be available this summer in select states, uh, including California, Colorado, uh, New York. Will not be available in New Jersey, Texas, Tennessee, Wisconsin. Uh, retail price for a four-pack of 12-ounce cans is $12.99. Single cans will go for $3.99. You can visit jackdaniels.com for more information. That's pretty cool. So if you're a Jack Daniels fan, you want a little something different. Although, I seem to find that those canned type of cocktails are very uh, chemically, I guess, because maybe they've been sitting in the can. And I, I, I don't know if they're not refrigerated and they're just sitting on the shelf. So I'd be, um, 
I'd be interested to taste one just to see what it's like. It's not something that I would go to. It's not a go-to drink for me. Uh, but if you're, you know, you're out and you're at a at a gathering, of course, under ten people, twenty people, whatever the uh, the limits are, uh, maybe you want to check that out. And then finally, our good friends at Five Boroughs Brewing, uh, they made a, a new beer called Thank You. The it's an eight and a half percent ABV. Um, double IPA for the workers who have kept New York City running throughout the COVID-19 crisis. Um, 100% of the proceeds from sales of this beer will be donated to the NYC COVID-19 Emergency Relief Fund. Uh, Paulina Ho uh, designed the can. She's Paulina Pizza on Instagram. Uh, It's a big double dry hop, double IPA. Thank you, Bursts, with tropical notes of tangerine, grapefruit, grapefruit zest, mango, and pineapple. It's malt bill headlined by flaky oats. And flaked wheat and produces a soft, pillowy mouthfeel. Thank you. will be available for pickup at the brewery and via, uh, via our new New York State shipping program. All orders must be placed on their online store. Thank you. will be available at select stores in the greater New York City area. I am going to do my best to get a, uh, a four-pack of this beer because if 100% of the proceeds are going to an emergency relief fund, I want to take part in that. That's pretty cool. In addition to thank you, they also recently added two other brews to their 16-ounce can crew. Their uh, West Coast IPA, their original... Uh, is now in cans. It's a year-round favorite on draft. The brew offers supersized citrus fruit flavor balanced by piney, herbaceous bitterness, and uh, Edel Hell, uh, which is a light-colored and malt-forward new Hellas, spent 60 days uh, or more lagering in the tank, ample time for Saz Hops and Pilsner Malt to work their magic. Both of those, of course, available online at their online store, fiveboroughsbrewing.com, for more information. When we come back after a short break, more news and notes from around the beer world. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast. On AM 970, The Answer. Hugh Hewitt says, this is no time for politics. Let's not politicize this at all. Dog whistling. It is a magnification of a problem that exists in every community whenever a death occurs, but it is a continuing problem because a police department has to get it right 100% of the time, and if they have one error, it, it's a disaster. The Hugh Hewitt Show. Weekday mornings at 3, right before Joe Piscopo at 6 on AM 970. The answer. This is Sebastian Gorka. If you are like me, you are sick of the stay-at-home orders that have restricted our movement, restricted our employment, and forced us to stay cooped up at home. I have a suggestion. Sign up now for a trip of a lifetime. It's not until December, so by then things will likely be back to normal. I am taking as many listeners as I can on the Stand with Israel trip and have my friend and entrepreneur, Mike Lindell of MyPillow, coming with us. And I know what will happen as soon as you sign up. You'll have something really special to look forward to. What better way to celebrate the lifting of these restrictions than to get out and see the Holy Land with me and Mike Lindell. If something happens and you can't go, there's still plenty of time for you to cancel, but you won't want to. That's right. Between now and August 14th, there's no penalty if you sign up and need to cancel. Reserve your spot today for Stand with Israel with Dr. Sebastian Gorka and Mike Lindell. Visit am970theanswer.com. That's am970theanswer.com. Think you're dealing with drug poisoning, chemical poisoning, food poisoning? Call the Poison Helpline first for fast, free advice from medical professionals. Call 1-800-222-1222 anytime, anywhere. Save the number, save a life. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. AM 970, the answer doesn't have to stop when you turn off your radio. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter or Instagram. Download the app, just search AM 970, the answer. Take us with you wherever you go. Class of 2020, we know this is not the year you expected, but be proud of yourselves. You gave up the second half of your senior year as a sacrifice for the greater good of humanity. Because you stayed home, you saved lives. Wear that like a badge of honor. We're behind you, and like the Eagles at Salesian High School in New Rochelle, your best days are still ahead. Salesian High School is incredibly proud of its seniors and knows they're now off to do great things. To support the families of Salesian High School who have lost their jobs or have been experiencing financial hardship during this time, please go to SalesianHigh.org or hashtag WeAreSalesian. It's an urgent appeal to help these families ensure their children can continue receiving the highest quality Catholic education they deserve. Salesian High School is proud to partner with the Joe Piscopo Show and AM970 to congratulate all of the seniors in the greater tri-state area. Let's come together. Let's help these families. Head to S.A. A-L-E-S-I-A-N-H-I dot org. That's Salesian High dot org. 
Take AM970 The Answer anywhere you go with our mobile app. Get in on iTunes, Google Play, or listen on TuneIn, iHeart, Alexa, or Radio.com. Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Follow me very easily on Twitter at Alcatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, G A T U L O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find the shows on those two platforms. We're Alexa Ready as well. We're on Radio.com. We're on iHeartRadio. We're also on the Hopped Up Network. If you head over to the HoppedUpNetwork.com, you will listen to the podcast version of this program Monday mornings before 6 a.m. Coming up in 10 minutes, Brian Kulbacki, the owner of Departed Souls, will join me. His new beer, uh, Poking Fun at the Astros, Trash Can Banger, uh, has gotten many Astro fans upset. He was attacked on social media. The beer sold out. It's been a success. We will talk to Brian about that and along with other things uh, about the brewery and, of course, the changes during the pandemic uh, that have changed for many breweries. Now, here's something that's pretty cool. I don't know if you'd be interested in this. When I saw this story, I was intrigued. Uh, and yes, when I mentioned the brewery, I know people are going to say, well, they're owned by, you know, blah, blah, blah. I get it. But it is kind of cool when you think about it. So a Virginia brewery uh, announced earlier this week it is seeking a chief hiking officer. That's right, a chief hiking officer who would be paid $20,000 to spend five to seven months hiking the Appalachian Trail and drinking beer. So Devil's Backbone Brewing, which is based in Lexington, Virginia, and of course is owned by Anheuser-Busch, AB InBev, uh, said it is accepting applications from people who love hiking and beer to take on the unique job. The winning applicant will be granted the chief hiking officer title. They'll be flown out to the trail, uh, to the trail's head in 2021 for a 2000 200-mile hike, obviously not all in the same day. Uh, The hiker who would tackle the trail between May and September of 2021 would be outfitted with equipment by the brewery as well as being treated to some big old beer parties along the way. The application is on the company's website, which consists of some personal information, proof of social media, or blogging savvy, and a video explaining why the applicant should receive the position. The company said the best applications will be selected for interviews and an assignment to complete for the next round of eliminations. This is pretty cool. You're looking to do this. This is obviously for next year. You're going to get paid twenty grand, and you're going to get to drink uh, some uh, some good beer, very good beer from Devil's Backbone, and walk and hike the Appalachian Trail. That's kind of cool. Now, I happen to know a guy over over at AB InBev, and I'm going to reach out to him and see if we can get somebody on from Devil's Backbone this coming week uh, for next week's program to talk about this. I think this is a great idea. I think it's kind of it's kind of cool. And again, it takes place next year. Uh, go to Devil, uh, Devil's Backbone Brewing's website. You can do a Google search for it. And you can, uh, if you want to enter, you can find out how to enter. I think that's pretty cool. Our good friends from Founders Brewing has announced that Cersei uh, will be the next release in their Brewed for Michigan series. Cersei, a ruby red cherry ale, brewed with 100% tart Michigan cherries. It's brewed as a celebration of the official state fruit. Cersei is as close that you'll get to tasting the real thing without picking it off the tree, according to the press release. Uh, it is an exclusive release that will raise awareness for Fair and Equal Michigan, a growing coalition of grassroots citizens, LGBTQ groups, business, political, and uh, philanthropic leaders that have joined together to help prohibit discrimination against the LGBTQ community. As uh, co-founder and president Dave Engber said, we're absolutely thrilled to bring bring back one of our first fruit-forward beers. Cersei isn't one of those subtle, just-a-hint fruit beers. It's packed full of Michigan cherries. It's well-balanced with the perfect amount of sweet and tart. We're proud that this beer celebrates people from all and from all backgrounds and beliefs and helps raise awareness for fair and equal Michigan. Uh, it is a 5.7% ABV. It's been a, a favorite uh, tap room by employees and fans. Uh, it was last released in 2019 as a Mothership series, which I think I had it, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it'll be available in, uh, for $10 in six-pack cans in the Grand Rapids and Detroit tap, room, tap rooms in late July, or, uh, late June, early July. Final date to be determined, obviously, because of the pandemic. Cersei will be available in limited quantities in Michigan accounts 
beginning in late June. That's great. Um, I, I, that's that's pretty cool. Definitely something I would like to try. I don't know if they're going to be sending it out to us for a tasting or if it will be available outside the Michigan area. I'm gathering from the press release it will not be. So it is, uh, you know, I'll have to reach out to my friends over there and see if they can send me a can or two because I would definitely like to try it. And I'm sure my wife would like to try it as well. Uh, now, this is an interesting story that... I guess it needs to be explored a little bit more, especially from other breweries that have tasting rooms during this pandemic. So Flying Dog Brewery, we've had the guys from Flying Dog on. We've had Ben Savage on. We've had a number of people on uh, the program before from Flying Dog. Uh, in fact, they were one of the first interviews uh, on the program. I had gone to a tasting event for them when this show started about four years ago. So Flying Dog Brewery is going to keep its brewery tap room shuttered until at least June of next year when the company will evaluate the possibility of reopening. Now, the company cited a need to focus on producing its core offerings as well as support for its retail accounts. Um, In this press release, the quote from uh, Ben Savage, the chief marketing officer, said, It's been a devastating few months for restaurants, bars, and other establishments in Frederick County and beyond, and we want to do whatever we can to help them to rebuild their business. Uh, Frederick County, Maryland, where Flying Dog is located, is in stage one of Maryland Governor Larry Hogan's recovery plan, which permits outdoor dining at bars and restaurants with strong safety protocols in place. Those those protocols include no more than six guests per party, unless they are members of the same household, six feet of separation between tables, menus that are single-use or sanitized between guests, sanitizing tables and chairs between each party, daily temperature checks for staff, staff training on COVID-19-related guidelines, and the wearing of masks for staff whenever they are interacting with guests or coworkers. Um, since the executive order went into effect... Uh, Flying Dog has sold kegs to go from its brewery in what started as an effort to repurpose their draft beer. Um, On March 19th, Hogan had issued an executive order as the pandemic was beginning to affect daily life in America to allow breweries, wineries, distilleries, restaurants, and bars to sell alcoholic beverages to go and deliver to consumers' homes. Brewing operations are ongoing at Flying Dog. Non-production employees are working from home. So this is interesting. And uh, they're not the first to do this. Apparently, Three Floyds Brewing, we mentioned this a few weeks ago, has indefinitely extended the closing of its brewery tap room due to the pandemic. So Flying Dog is one of the first big, big breweries, right? They produced, uh, let's see, in 2019, they estimated about 90,000 barrels uh, of beer, uh, which places them at number 35 in the top 50 craft breweries by volume. So Flying Dog is really the first brewery who has said, no, you know what? We're not even going to bother trying to open the tap room until next year. And I wonder going forward if this is going to be a problem for breweries like this. Do you open? How safe is it to open? I was at my chiropractor the other day, and for the first time since I've been going, you know, since the pandemic has been going on, she hasn't closed, I had to sign a waiver that says if I contract COVID-19 in this office, I don't hold them liable, that I'm taking my, this is a risk that I'm taking by coming to the chiropractor's office. I wonder if that's going to happen at other businesses. I wonder when massage parlors start up again, are you going to have to sign a waiver that you're not going to hold that company uh, liable? Gyms. Will gyms have that same effect? You're not going to hold the gym liable if, let's say, somebody forgets to uh, wipe down their machine. Um, Is this going to be the same thing at breweries? And I'd be curious to find out if guys are out there that own breweries that are listening uh, to this, I'd love your feedback on this. Hit me up, Albert G at nycradio.com. Hit the Facebook page and send me a message. If you have my phone number, text me, call me. I, I would love to. I would love to find out from these guys what they're going to do. Because let's say your tap room holds fifty people. Well, you're going to have to cut that down now, right? So instead of fifty people, maybe it's ten people you allow in there. And how do you know that those ten people don't have it? Are you going to check their temperature? Are you going to, you know? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. It's it, This is, we're entering a new phase. So I think in some ways you have to keep the delivery services going. Pre-ordering the beer and picking it, picking it up is something that's going to have to continue. But I, I, but I also think, how does this change the taproom model? How can you have people in and not feel afraid that somebody's going to get it? And then if, by extension, if you don't have them sign a waiver, you could be held liable and sued. And your business could be over. Now, I'm again, I'm guessing from the Flying Dog perspective that that's why they're doing it, because they just can't keep the, the strict protocols that they're looking for, and they don't want to be blamed 
if somebody gets COVID-19 because there's no vaccine yet. And so they're waiting till next year, play, playing it on the safe side. I don't know. This is just, this is going to be strange. It's a strange new world that we're living in, and it is very odd how things are going to progress uh, in the coming months. Guys want to reopen, but how do you reopen safely um, and not have blowback from a customer if they claim they got it from you? You don't have insurance for that. Most places don't have insurance for that. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be very strange. When we come back after a short break, Brian Kubacki, he's the owner of Departed Souls. He'll join me on the program. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The Answer. News, opinion, passion. This is AM nine seventy. The Answer. It's mostly cloudy, 70 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. New Jersey Senator Cory Booker urging protesters to continue demonstrating and calling for change. They're putting the pressure. They're creating a possibility that our policies can reflect the spirit of this country, that we can be, in the law, a more beloved nation. On NBC's Meet the Press, Booker said American society is over-policed. The Democrat added that more love and compassion is needed. As New York City prepares for phase one of reopening tomorrow, Mayor de Blasio is addressing changes to police policies and procedures after days of protest. The mayor said he's calling for more officer accountability in addition to legislative reform requiring more transparency on police disciplinary action. De Blasio says he'll also hire community ambassadors within the NYPD to provide insight and report officer discipline and complaints to families, victims, and community members. de Blasio says the number of people with coronavirus in the city's hospitals and ICU dropping. He adds as long as those numbers stay within the daily threshold, the city will continue to reopen. Time to check the traffic on the Garden State Parkway. A crash in the left lane northbound after exit 125. Car lanes of the New Jersey Turnpike. A crash in the right lane southbound near exit 8. As we check the ride on the George Washington Bridge, all lanes are subject to closure outbound on the upper deck on the span due to an accident. Center 2 of the Lincoln Tunnel is closed. No delay at the Holland. Route 21 in Clifton, a crash closing two lanes on the southbound side at Dayton Avenue. You now know how not to go. The weather forecast for tonight, clear low 60 in the city, 50s in the suburbs. Tomorrow, more sunshine, high near 80. Tomorrow night, clear low 60 to 65. And then Tuesday, mainly sunny, high of 85 degrees. Wednesday, lots of sunshine near 85. And Thursday, partly sunny, could be a few showers, high of 80. Dave Benning, AM 970, The Answer. Right now, buy one, get one free pricing on my pillows, Giza Dream Sheets, my pillow towels, roll and go anywhere pillows, duvet covers, Giza pillowcases, bolster pillows, and neck pillows. Just go to Radio Listener Specials page on mypillow.com, please, and use the promo code AM970 or call 800 651 If you order Mike's book, your entire MyPillow order will ship for free plus he will give you a $25 gift card for your next purchase don't miss this incredible opportunity to buy one get one free on pillows sheets duvets and more from my pillow call 800-651-0798 800-651-0798 or go to the radio listener specials page at mypillow.com promo code am970 am970 the answer Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So this is uh, a little Houston Astros kind of playoff video that they put together uh, last year to kind of hype up their playoffs and uh, their playoff chances and their playoff hopes. But let's face it, a lot of people were not happy that the Houston Astros were declared cheaters by Major League Baseball. I mean, you know, the bottom line is when you cheat in a game like this uh, and, you know, you're, you're caught, there should be a consequence to it. And I think a lot of people felt that the consequences that the Houston Astros faced after getting caught cheating really didn't fit 
what they did because let's face it, they've won two world championships essentially by you know uh, video and creating noise and all kinds of stuff. It cost Carlos Beltran his job at the Mets because he was alleged to be the ringleader in in some of this. So uh, it's a big to do. But my guest uh, coming up here, he's an owner and brewer. Uh, he's been on the program before. He brews some great gluten free beers, but. He does some really good regular beers as well, and this time around, he's getting some heat for this IPA that he named after the Houston Astros. It's called Trash Can Banger, of course. That's the name of the beer, and of course, it's because the Houston Astros were using a trash can to tell their players what pitch was coming. The name of the brewery, of course, is Departed Souls. They're right in Jersey City. The website to order beer and for more info on them is DepartedSouls.com. Let's welcome back to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Brian Kulbacki. Brian, how are you? I'm doing well, Al. Thanks for having me. You got it. Now, I can't imagine why folks would be upset about a beer called Trash Can Banger, Brian. Clearly a lot of, <laughs> clearly a lot of fans were upset when it was revealed that the Astros were cheating when winning their championships. Uh, was that the reason the Astros cheating their way to a championship as to, as to why you decided to use this name for a beer? Uh, it, it, I'm not going to lie. Uh, you know, I... I I think uh, I think it's pretty obvious that we uh, we definitely uh, were trying to pay homage to the uh, the 2017 World Series championship uh, with this uh, with this beer. Right, and and you're not and you're not a Yankee fan, right? You're you're a uh, you're you're a fan of a team that doesn't play in the market, correct? <laughs> no, yeah, I'm a I'm a Florida Marlins fan, a Miami Marlins fan, if you will. Um, but we have staff here that's fan of the Yankees. We have somebody here that's fan of the Rays. You know. We're just kind of all over the place, but at the end of the day, we're just we're just huge baseball fans, and I think at this point we were just so desperate to to talk about anything other than uh, pandemic. That's that's true, and we we will talk about pandemic a little bit later in the interview. However, for those that aren't aware, uh, the beer is an IPA because it's bitter, and fans are obviously some fans <laughs> are bitter. That's why you went with an IPA, correct? Absolutely, absolutely. We're talking with Brian Kulbacki. He's the man behind Departed Souls. His recent beer, Trash Can Banger, got a lot of media attention all over the place. The website to order beer and for more info is DepartedSouls.com. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So, Brian, your reaction to all of this media, ESPN, Barstool Sports, all these guys were jumping to have a chance to interview you uh, about this beer. Was it a little overwhelming? It was completely overwhelming. We've uh, We've been here for... Uh, almost five years. June June sixteenth will be five years of distributing beer, mm-hmm. and um, we've definitely never had any sort of attention to to this degree. You know, we've been fortunate enough to you know be on your podcast before and a couple others, and sure. you know maybe a write up in the paper here or there when we you know won a World Beer Cup medal or something like that. But um, you know, never never to the degree that we've experienced over the last week, where my phone was pretty much constantly blowing up. I think at one point. I had my phone charging, and it gave me an alert that it had to stop charging because it was getting too hot from all of the the messages coming in. Oh wow, <laughs> wow! Well, I mean, that's in some ways that's not a that's not a bad thing to to, to have happen. But I, I I totally understand that now. Um, I want to shift for a second because of what has gone on with the pandemic. Um, since the pandemic, you, along with so many other brewers in New Jersey, had to shift to takeout and delivery. Uh, how has mm-hmm. that gone so far? Uh, for us, it's been pretty good. Um, you know, it's, it's obviously we're adapting every day um, to everything, and, and New Jersey being typical New Jersey, I, I think the, the rules and regulations and expectations change every day. Right. Um, you know, so we're just trying to tiptoe the line and make sure we stay on the right side of that line. Um, you know, we're we're very fortunate that we're in Jersey City and we have uh, an extremely supportive community around us, um, which has helped. Um, it's been a challenge, especially with a beer like this, the trash can banger, where um, you know there was much more public demand for something like that than we really had ever seen. You know, say for one or two beers, and uh, you know, trying to to keep our longtime customers happy and balance the new demand that was that was interesting. But um, you know, overall, aside from the parking tickets, it, it hasn't been too bad. <laughs> now. I know in the beginning uh, what had happened was New Jersey had allowed uh, beer sales for delivery and for takeout, and then all of a sudden they shifted and said, no, you can't do that. There had to be a correction. And for five days you guys were kind of in limbo. You were pretty vocal about the fact that uh, this was such a colossal screw-up. Um, you know, Have your concerns been alleviated in any way? Was the Brewers Association and others helpful in getting you back to that kind of, I don't want to say normalcy, but at least getting you back to guys delivering beer again? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think that the powers that be realize that, um, you know, us allowing allowing us to have the home delivery was, was crucial to us to survive this. Uh, I made a pledge um, to my staff that as long as the brewery had a dollar in the bank account, they were going to stay on the payroll, they were going to get their normal paycheck. Um, you know, they, they've had faith in me and they've trusted me. Uh, for however long they've been here, some of them three years, two years. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of them have been, you know, started as volunteers five years ago. So, right. um, you know, I was going to do that no matter what. Um, you know, with with bars and restaurants being closed uh, for for the greater portion of the last three months, almost at this point, um, you know, we had no kick sales, uh, and that you know, roughly twenty five percent of our business. Another twenty five percent was the can distribution. Uh, and a lot of big uh, liquor stores and, and places like that stopped bringing in craft beer because it's just impossible. You know, when you get only a case or two at a time from a brewery, you know, they couldn't keep up with their websites and the lines and, you know, only six people in the store. So um, we had zero means. Without home delivery, we basically had zero means to sell our product. And, um, you know, the state went even further and told some places that, they didn't have to pay their bills for, for beer that they got delivered all the way back into the beginning of February. Yet, oh, wow. you know, we weren't getting any um, leeway from our creditors or from the places that we bought sure. uh, ingredients from and, and everything that went into that beer. So it was uh, it was the potential to be um, you know, devastating to a New Jersey beer scene that has really grown exponentially over the last uh, four or five years. And um, the state did a great job with that. The acting director, um, really uh, put himself out on, on the limb and uh, help us out. Uh, Alexis Egan, who's the head of the New Jersey Brewers Association, did a phenomenal job, uh, I think, working with all parties involved and, um, I think, saved the industry, frankly. We're talking with Brian Kubacki. He's the man behind Departed Souls. His recent beer, Trash Can Banger, a lot of media attention. Uh, the website to order beer and for more info is departedsouls.com or here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So Senator Vin Gopal's bill, which was signed by Governor Murphy, uh, extends the, the delivery services for six months after the pandemic or unless we're, we're back to normal. Uh, is this something that you would like to, be, to see be made permanent in the state of New Jersey, Brian? You know, I haven't really given much thought to it, Al, if I'm, if I'm being honest with you. Um, I, I've told our tasting room staff that as long as we're allowed to do home delivery and as long as um, sort of we see the same level of support that we have for the last two and a half months, I don't want to rush to open our tasting room again. Uh, we have a very tiny tasting room. Um, there's not really a lot of room for us to safely social distance between tables. We're mostly communal seating here. We don't really have any outdoor seating right. or anything like that. So there would have to be a lot of changes um, operationally and from the city level to the state level to allow us to be able to make any sort of um, justifiable living to open up the tasting room. So I don't mind doing the home deliveries. We're sticking to Hudson County. We're not going far. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've had a lot of people ask us to, to leave our backyard, but um, we're pretty happy here. These are the people that have gotten us to five years. I mean, everyone's gotten us to five years, but, you know, the, the vast majority of the people that come into our tasting room live right here within a couple mile radius. And, um, you know, we're just going to make sure that we're there for them. Uh, we can keep having beer for them. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're tiny. You know, we don't put out that many cases of beer or, or anything like that. So I would love to see it uh, go forever as long as, uh, you know, I think everyone plays in the same sandbox uh, nicely with each other. And and finally, uh, Brian, last question for me. The reaction on social media obviously has been so harsh from Astro fans about Trash Can Banger. It seems they can't take a joke. However, people <laughs> were buying it like crazy. Obviously, you sold it out in cans, which is great. Uh, any chance you would make it again or maybe a different uh, themed beer, you know, maybe uh, against somebody else? Or would you make another uh, another batch of uh, Trash Can Banger again? Uh, absolutely. It's, it's not going to go away, you know, over the... Over time, we might have to uh, evolve it a little bit. They saw some of the hops we used in there were pretty hard to get. Um, we've kind of offered it out to other breweries. Uh, we've had a lot of demand from people in L.A. and people in uh, Washington and uh, Houston, even, uh, okay. that, that would like to try the beer. So we've, uh, we've offered out the recipe to them as long as they're willing to donate some of the portions uh, of their proceeds to charity. Um, you know, I was, I was leaning people towards uh, local youth sports movements, but... Um, you know, we have a little bit of beer sitting in kegs here, and we got wiped out of growlers and crowlers and pretty much everything possible this week. So uh, I would just tell people to keep an eye on the social media because there will be more cans of this made available very soon. Um, 
you know, and uh, as soon as we have space in the tank again and we're in the clear on everything, yeah, it'll definitely become a regular beer from us. Very cool. And you would be willing to do a collab with somebody from another state, whether it's whether it's in Texas or, or in California, to kind of team up as long as it's part of the proceeds go to charity. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's all in good fun to us. We didn't mean to insult anybody. I didn't mean to insult anybody by this. You know, I think, uh, you know, I've said, if you're old enough to drink beer, you should be old enough to take a joke. And and this thing, this this isn't going to go away. You know, right. they're always going to hear something about banging on trash cans. And, uh, you know, I think a, a delicious beer is probably the easiest uh, they're going to get away with it when baseball starts back up. So, um, you know, baseball is the uh, is America's pastime. And I think craft beer is probably really right up there with it. And uh, if we can pair the two together forever and do some good with it, that would be pretty awesome to me. That's pretty cool. My guest has been Brian Kulbacki. He's the man behind Departed Souls. Their recent beer, Trash Can Banger, uh, got, has gotten a lot of media attention. Of course, it's sold out in cans. But as you heard, uh, there's a chance they could make this again very soon. The website to order beer from them, uh, if you want, if you're in Hudson County, to have it delivered, or you'd have to go uh, to uh, Departed Souls, of course, is DepartedSouls.com. Brian, thanks so much for joining me tonight. Very much appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I'll stay well. You got it. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Newsmakers like Senator Rand Paul join Kevin McCullough Radio. You are not just a politician. You're a doctor. We don't even know what we're actually doing with the data that's being collected. We need to ask that question. But are we really willing to have someone interpret these statistics and then dictate every aspect of the economy. We basically enacted Bernie Sanders' domestic platform after a COVID virus. Kevin McCullough, Radio, weeknights at 5 on AM 970. The Answer with special airings, Wednesdays at 4. Relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. I come from the doctor's clinic this morning, 28 staples out of my knee, and I am not taking painkillers. Why? Because I don't need to. I'm taking Relief Factor. Yes, it's a triple dose, but it doesn't have any negative side effects, and I am doing just fine. Thank you very much. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com, and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just nineteen ninety-five. That's less than a dollar a day. That's Truly remarkable to be liberated from your pain for less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Go right now. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. This is your opportunity to be the next success story. Every Saturday morning at 7, the Auto Lab, the longest-running auto show in New York City, can be heard for a full two hours. Host Professor Harold Walchok and a diverse panel of automotive experts will answer all your basic automotive questions and fill you in on the history and culture of the auto industry. The Auto Lab is on the air and here to help for a full two hours. Listen every Saturday morning starting at 7, right here on AM 970, The Answer. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or radio.com. Final segment of the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast right here on AM 970, The Answer. And that, of course, our final segment of the show every week is our Suds and Duds segment, where I tell you about the various beers that I've had over the past week or so, and I let you know whether I like them. That would be a Suds, or if I didn't like them, that would be a Dud. But a bit of news to get to real quick. Um, So Governor Murphy in New Jersey... Uh, signed an executive order that um, outdoor the restaurants could begin outdoor seating, uh, basing you know social distancing guidelines and a bunch of other stuff, starting on June fifteenth, which is great news. He has also allowed uh, breweries that have outdoor areas to serve uh, beer that they can. Uh, I don't know if they can bring beer out to you if you can get it and bring it out or what. I don't know what the details are going to be. Um, they, they are offering 
Uh, the State Department of Alcohol Beverage Control will offer temporary permits that allow restaurants and bars with liquor licenses to expand to decks, patios, parking lots, sidewalks, and other outdoor areas adjacent or close to their premises. Establishments can begin applying June fi- uh, 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 already started applying because this st- took effect June 5th, Friday, June 5th. They'll have to pay a $75 fee and must comply with local ordinances, which are subject to municipal approval. The permits will run from June 15th to November 14th. I heard another one that said November 30th, so somewhere in November the permit is going to expire. As for restaurants and bars without established outdoor seating, Murphy stressed that will be a local decision. And in a quote, he said, we recognize that municipal officials closest to the ground are in the best position to make decisions that are both equitable and practical, practicable, practical, practical, within their communities. I don't know who wrote that. Uh, within their communities, and we welcome their efforts in partnership. A number of towns have already said they will close streets to accommodate outdoor dining. Now, Murphy said indoor dining remains off limits in the state. Although earlier this week, he did say uh, that he's hoping that they can uh, start allowing eat-in services to return sooner than later, uh, as the coronavirus numbers continue to drop. Um, obviously, this is a great thing for these restaurants that are able to do this. The place by me, Paragon Tap and Table, does have an outdoor area, uh, but they have spoken with the um, the property owner uh, who said he would cordon off part of the parking lot so they could put more tables out, obviously to draw more business, and obviously the township would have to approve it, and I'm sure Clark wouldn't have a problem uh, with doing that. But this is this is a good thing. Um, I, I think this is great. And also the, the governor did say in his press conference he, already, he and his wife already have a dinner reservation for June 15th. He didn't say what restaurant. I have a feeling, because he lives in Middletown, I think I know exactly where he's going to go. Uh, I'm not going to mention it. I will give a clue, though. We've had this gentleman on the show before. I'll leave it at that. Um, <laughs> this is a great thing for breweries. If they can do it, if they can adapt their uh, space to outdoor uh, serving, certainly Bolero has an outdoor deck. Uh, a number of places do. If they can do that and do it, uh, efficiently, I think that will help their business uh, a little bit. I think most of these breweries are going to continue to do can sales and to-go sales, but I think if you can limit the number of people in your facility and, and have an outdoor area, I, I think this is a good thing, especially if the weather uh, is decent and it's not too hot. Bathrooms? Uh, I mean, they're going to have to let you in to go to the bathroom, right? That might be a problem. I, I don't know, but this is a good first step, and hopefully the other stuff can uh, get back uh, sooner uh, rather than later. Let's dive into suds and duds real quick before we run out of time here. So my neighbor, Greg, uh, he went upstate to his um, to his house in Livingston Manor uh, a couple weeks ago during the Memorial Day weekend, and he brought me back a couple of beers from a brewery called Upward Brewing Company. I've had some stuff from them already, and I've talked about them. He brought me back two uh, IPAs from them. The first one that I tried was Breadwinner, a very good, easy-drinking IPA, very West Coast-style type of IPA. I love the fact that the um, the ABV was low on it, um, definitely a nice beer. Nothing that knocked me out, but it was a good beer. Solid beer to drink. Uh, really appreciated it. Looking forward to when I get up to Livingston Manor at some point, hopefully this summer. If not, it'll be later. Uh, hope to get over there and visit Upward Brewing Company. Not only their brewery, they're also uh, a restaurant as well. Would love to try the food there. All right, so uh, that's Upward. There's another beer from Upward that I had as well. Uh, got a chance to pick up a four-pack of Share House by Torch and Crown Brewing. I wasn't able to take part in the donuts and beer pairing because they couldn't get me the donuts in time. But I did buy a four-pack of Sharehouse. I did get a four-pack of the mixed pack that is going to be with the donuts. I'll review those beers uh, in the next week or so. But Sharehouse, a a great Kolsch, crisp, light, perfect for a day outside in the backyard, chilling uh, during some nice weather. Excellent beer. Kudos to the guys from Torch and Ground. Uh, Torch and Crown Brewing, they're doing some great stuff. Got a chance to finally have the Ultra Mosaic, which was part of the Single Silo series from Source, uh, this is smooth, juicy, great hit of the apricot, delicious. Again, these guys are knocking it out. Portions of the program brought to you by Source Brewing. We did pick the uh, people in the brackets for our home brewing contest. Uh, those people will be getting an email um, tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken, on Monday, and uh, I will reveal uh, the brackets on next week's program. Uh, we'll discuss that a little bit, who's and where, what styles, uh, and all kinds of stuff. Again, coming up in August. We will be able to. Um, we're going to broadcast from uh, from source, and we're going to uh, we're going to pick the winner of the home brewing contest, which I'm really excited about. And uh, what's really cool is they have enough outdoor space where they can have people 
uh, at their facility, which is cool. If nothing changes in the next two months, but I'm hoping things are going to change. Uh, Opiate Sun is the other beer from Upward Brewing that I had. Um, this was an interesting one. Bready, not super hoppy. Uh, and for a 7%er, I wanted more bite out of the beer and didn't get it. So this one I was kind of disappointed in. Would I drink it again? Yes. Is it something that I would go to? I'm not so sure. So uh, out of the two from Upward, the first one, Breadwinner, I liked. Uh, Opiate Sun, decent. I don't know if I would try it again. I want some more bite. Uh, the folks from Alesmith, uh, very nice uh, to send me a six-pack of Forgeberry, um, which Ryan Crisp had been telling us about a couple of weeks ago that he had been drinking. I have to tell you, this is a great beer. Nice and tart, good raspberry flavor. Um, would like it a little bit more tart, but very drinkable. If you're trying to approach uh, tart and sours uh, in, 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 a, in a way, that this is definitely a great starter. Uh, beer if you're trying to approach sours. Excellent stuff. My buddy Ernie from uh, Paragon Tap and Table, we did a little trade of some beers. He got me a can of Social Distancing by Icarus. Boy, I'll tell you, this is a fantastic beer. Little bite, juicy, outstanding. Bolero did uh, 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 the same beer with, uh, I believe it was, was it Upward? I think it was Upward Brewing uh, that they did the uh, collab uh, with. Or was it Abomination? Maybe it was Abomination. I don't remember. Uh, off the top of my head. But a great beer uh, from Icarus. Really enjoyed that one a lot. Uh, picked up a four-pack from Last Wave Brewing of Dawn Patrol. Uh, this is a really nice Goza. Uh, it's nice and light. Great hit on the guava. Uh, I think they could have added just a little bit more salt to the mix because when, you, when you're drinking a Goza, you want that little kind of saltiness in there, and you got it, but it's very, very mild. you really got to be paying attention uh, to your palate in order to pick that one up. So I was a little... A little disappointed in that, but I do like the fact that it's nice and easy drinking uh, and a great beer to get the to get the night going under five percent. Stone, the good friends from Stone, sent me um, they sent me their uh, notorious POG, which I've had before. Haven't yet tried the new version. My wife tried one can; she enjoyed it. Um, but uh, they also sent me their Soaring Dragon Imperial IPA, uh, which was very interesting. So I split the two cans. I had I had one can. I gave one to my neighbor. We were having a, a little fire pit. Uh, over the weekend, last weekend. And um, this is a very tea-forward beer, white tea in the beer, um, and kind of a um, a Chinese influence to this beer. I don't know if I could drink a lot of these, and it is, I think it's uh, it's almost 8%, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I don't know if I could drink a lot of it. It's definitely a good beer to try. I think beyond two, I think I would I would have a big issue with it. That's That's just me. I, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's the tea that kind of threw me off. It's it was it was refreshing. It was enjoyable, um, but I'm not sure if I could get used to it as a go-to. Let me put it to you that way. Uh, and then finally, a bottle that I bought from Source not too long. Uh, God, it's got to be two months. Uh, but finally, had a chance to crack because it's a big bottle. And you know, listen, I want to share it with people. It's not something I want to drink the whole bottle by myself. Fat Elvis, they have got to make this beer again. I should have bought two bottles. Amazing. The thick peanut butter and banana shine on this. You get that really thick peanut butter flavor in this. And, and, you know, there's a little bit of, you know, that chocolatiness, you know, from a stout. But the peanut butter and banana are fantastic in this beer. There were some people that didn't like this beer. I loved it. I thought it was amazing. And to be quite honest with you, they need to make this beer again. It was fantastic. Folks. We are out of time. My thanks to everyone involved in the show, as well as my guest, Brian Kulbacki from Departed Souls, and of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m., this has been the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, cheers, everybody.